0: Welcome to the Hot Love Podcast, Kevin Ac, Padres beat writer for the Union Tribune. Jay Posner, sports editor for the Union Tribune. It feels rare, Jay, but we're both in town, uh, so, so that's nice. Padres coming home for what isn't that long of a, of a road trip or a home homestand, but it has a lot of games in it because there's five in four days coming up against the Rockies, but that's after Jace Tingler returns with the Minnesota Twins. All anyone wants to talk about, though, is who the Padres are going to get before the trade deadline. Where do you want to start, Jay? Well, the Jace Tingler, of course.
1: No, no, it's, I mean, you know, I don't know Jace, never met him. I know you got along with him. Probably wasn't prepared for the job they put him in. Probably didn't do a terrible job. I think we're seeing this year that it's not just the manager that decides these things, that as you wrote today, the players are going to decide it um but Jay seems like a good baseball man and i'm glad he's uh landed on his feet doing well he's in first got his team uh, along with Rocco Baldelli and a whole <laughs> bunch of good players has their team in first place in the al central not a not a great division but they are uh 52 and 46 i believe uh only one game over on the road have not been Maybe as good as people thought. I mean, I think that division kind of looked like maybe they'd run away with it, especially with the White Sox not doing much. But uh, you know, they're in first place, and that's the the idea, as we know, is to get to the playoffs. And speaking of which, the team we watch every day certainly does not look like a playoff team over the past month, or even over the past two months. I think twenty they're twenty seven and thirty one in the last. 50 whatever that yeah like may
0: 24th or 25th or something yeah so
1: and then there was and that included one stretch where they were pretty good but since then they're 10 and 17
0: which is why Uh, that's where i start is that june 25th mark is is around where i start
1: yeah but it just goes to show that even over two months yeah they haven't even they haven't even been a 500 team um you know over the last two months it's been really bad over the past month and what are they going to do about it kevin
0: they're trying hard. That's all I know. Sorry. Um, I feel like uh, a lot of the fan base based on uh, what I see uh, via email and, and of course, social media. But but even the emails uh, work themselves into a frenzy. Expectations are the enemy of good health uh, mentally. So um, but but I, I look, I've been saying it for a month, even when the Padres were going well, or or maybe some cracks had just started to show. This front office knew what they needed. Heck, they knew what they needed. They suspected what they needed back in spring training. So, look, uh, they got a lot of irons in the fire. It's very difficult for anyone to believe that, you, that Shohei Otani is going to be traded. Um, but, uh, you yeah. know, Juan Soto... He's not going back to the Nationals, so uh, you know he they they would do well to trade him here in the next few days. That's when they're going to get their biggest return. The Padres believe that that is possible. Uh, there is a little bit of fear that the Dodgers are going to be able to swoop in, so that's why I get the impression. Look, I cover a front office that doesn't talk much anyway, uh, right. and, and they play a little games with you sometimes when they do. But I believe that this fear that. The Dodgers are going to swoop in at the last minute has a little something to do with their reluctance to get too excited about this.
1: Yeah, which makes sense. I mean, we certainly saw what happened last year, um, with the same the same team that they were uh that they were dealing with. And and uh I, I think and the, I don't think the Dodgers are the only team either. I mean, you right. you read sure. about the, the, the read about the Cardinals, uh, you read about the Mets. Um, I'm not sure if there's any American League teams. Uh, I got a sense maybe that the Yankees are not involved when they when they traded for uh, Andrew Benintendi the other day. Maybe that's a sign that they feel like they're not going to get Soto. Padres are not bidding against themselves here. No. I, I certainly wouldn't think so anyway. And yeah, I mean Juan Soto, as we've talked about, is a you know is a generational type player. And and even if you if you can get him for what the equivalent of three pennant races is, um, you know I I, I think I, I kind of go back and forth on it. I think I don't think this team, as presently constituted, can win a can win a championship even with Juan Soto. I know you differ a little bit with me on that, but it probably doesn't mean they shouldn't try. And if they can get Soto, and you have Machado in his prime, and and maybe Tatis healthy for one of these seasons, you know, if you put three guys like that in the middle of the lineup, uh, that's a that's a pretty good starting point for for any team. Although it does, you know doesn't guarantee them anything, but it would it would certainly be better than where they stand right now. And I, I do think you I wanted to say one thing. You mentioned that they thought they needed help. It's it's a weird situation because they've probably gotten more out of left field than they thought they would. Nobody thought Profar would produce this much over four mm-hmm. months. They've yep. certainly gotten less out of center field than they wanted. Haven't gotten much out of right field. You know first base for all the talk about first base. The first baseman's numbers are basically the same as they are every year that he's been here. You know, the OPS is around 730 or 740. That's, that's who Eric Hosmer is. I get the sense it's who he's always going to be. Do you get that sense, Jay? (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, second base, I still, I think Cronenworth, it's funny. You look at his war and his war numbers are pretty good. You look at his, at his other numbers and they're okay. It just, The 235 kind of stands out. He hasn't gotten a lot of hits. He's gotten, you know, a lot of walks and he had the one hot streak. I I would still consider this to be a little bit less than expected for Cronenworth. You know, and obviously, you know, shortstop is hurt in the catching position. You know, Nola hasn't done a lot. Alfaro's done more than he could have expected. So uh, there's a lot of difference there in in terms of what they could have expected. The bullpen, I would say, has been a disappointment, um, especially – you know, with Taylor Rodgers and the late leads that they've that they've given up. I mean, the other day at Detroit was a disaster. That's the ninth game. Uh, I, I added one to my sheet. It's the first time in a month, actually, that the mm-hmm. bullpen had blown a lead late in the game, and they had lost the game. Uh, it feels like more, but it really was the first time in a month. But that's nine games now that the bullpen has had a lead in the final three innings and has lost the game, and that's that's too many.
0: It is. And I guess the reason I didn't get into it is it had been a month and they had been fairly strong. Though Taylor Rogers certainly has gotten away with some things there. Yeah. Uh, I think that anyone who's paying attention, anyone that uh, listens to this podcast certainly has has read over the last couple of days that, that there will be a change made there. Um, you know, wouldn't be surprised to see some some changes in the bullpen uh, overall. And you've got some guys coming back healthy. Uh I do differ with you in that I really think that not only do you put those three guys in the middle of the lineup if Soto comes, but I believe then it helps like everybody. Someone's moving out. And I've gone back and forth on this in my head. Is worth down to fifth because you go two, three, four with those guys? Are you leading Tatis off? And you know, I, I I've gone back and forth with what they should do. I almost think, you know what? Profar's there, keep him there, and then go two, three, four and put um. Uh, uh Cronenworth fifth and then think about that then it's Voight sixth Hosmer seventh. well and even and Voight might be think,
1: yeah Voight might be fifth I mean I yeah it's sure. funny I saw someone sure. I saw someone on social media yesterday you know photoshop sure. a lineup together and it, it had mm-hmm. Cronenworth leading off and then I think it was Soto uh, Machado and Tatis and and my first thought was I I'm not sure that Cronenworth would be the leadoff guy that like you said Profar or I might go Tatis Soto Machado and just hit teams mm-hmm. right out of the back. I mean, as we have seen, and I tweeted this the other day, for, you can miss the first inning of almost every Padre game and, and not miss anything. They don't score in the first inning, and they don't give up runs in the first inning. I mean, they their, their pitchers going into the game the other day were tied for second in fewest runs given up in the first inning, and their offense is tied for fifth to last. In uh, in runs scored in the first inning, so w- what they are doing in the first inning isn't necessarily working right off the bat. So maybe you know, and again, we're getting way ahead of ourselves, but and we. Can but I think that the point is actually happens, But the point is, it does make the lineup longer. Whether Cronenworth and Vo- you know with Cronenworth and Voit uh, and and you know Will Myers or Mazzara, whoever's in right field, those guys are getting down in the lineup more to where they should be, as opposed to like Nomar Mazzara hitting cleanup. Or Hosmer hitting cleanup, or that sort of thing.
0: Regarding Cronenworth, uh, before we move on, both can be true. He's having a down year, and it's 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 a disappointing year. It is also amazing how often Jake Cronenworth makes things happen, and that's mm-hmm. why he's a winning ball player. That's why heck he could be included in the Juan Soto trade. Um, that's you know it's why that he is going to you know be a valuable player for a long time. This is a down season, and he's whatever it is, fifth in the league in runs. He gets on base, be it getting hit, be it catcher interference uh, finds a way to walk. There's been so many yeah. times this year where he's got two, two or three walks, no hits. But oh, weird! That's weird. His odd base percentage went up because Jake Cronenworth found a way to get on base. So just both of those are true. That Jake Cronenworth is a winning ball player.
1: Yeah, I was. I was just surprised when I looked the other day, yeah. and I think his his baseball reference WAR was 3.0. and I, I just did not expect it to be. I, I would would have thought it was more in the low twos or something. 3.0 at this point in the season means if he, even if he continues doing what he's doing, he's going to be, you know, a four or five win player um, at second base. That's, I, I don't think too many t- teams would turn that away. Uh, yeah. So as, as much as you kind of think, wow, he should be doing a little more, he, he you're, you're right. He has done, he has done quite a bit. And his versatility of being able to go over to first base, you know, late in games, I, I think has also, um, has also helped and and he could play the other side of the infield but they Hassan kim has played so well defensively um that they really haven't needed him over there
0: the uh the versatility so, that uh is going to happen here with tatis coming back by mid-august i i really couldn't tell you look we'll see what happens in the next couple days when he starts facing pitchers And Will Myers, who they've been working out at first and certainly, you know, I think one of Bob Melvin's great disappointments. I'm not quoting Bob Melvin, uh, but I'm just I feel like based on things that he's said from the start of spring training to now, one of his great disappointments is the lack of options he has in, you know, uh, he could pinch hit. But why Uh, sometimes? Right. (laughs) He could uh, stack his lineup differently. But what's he going to do? I mean, he he basically acknowledged, like, what else am I going to do at cleanup? When I asked him, you know, no right. harm is far as, as batting cleanup. I, I get it, Bob. What else? You, you know, but he's like, yeah, I mean, Hey, we don't slug. Wait, the, the cleanup hitter isn't going to hit home runs here. Probably, you know, again, not quoting him. I'm paraphrasing, but um, they'll, they'll, they'll add a player. And then they're going to get Myers and Tatis back. I think they will be better. I think they will be a playoff team. But as you said, as I wrote today, I don't think it's, opinion like this when I wrote the sentence that they're not a playoff team I think I couched it a little bit um in terms of it doesn't look like over the last five weeks that they are I didn't think you were going to flag me as my editor for being too opinionated I do not think that's disputable the way that they've played over the last five weeks
1: well and and as I said you could say it over two months I mean they're they're 27 and 31 over 58 games I mean that's they have 50 they have 62 games left um if they if they win 27 of the next 58, that's going to put them at 82 82 wins with like four games to go. That's going to be really dicey. They still might make that that could almost be enough. I mean, it really could. The Giants are terrible. Uh, I, I almost I almost can count them out uh, from the playoff chase. I'm really curious whether they sell some players or, you know, trade some players here in the next few days. Right now, it looks like it comes down to make the playoffs. They have to be better than either the Phillies or the Cardinals, you know, yeah. to, to get the sick, just to get into the playoffs. Now, whether you want to be in the sixth spot, and that's open to debate. But to make the playoffs right now, they have to be better than the Phillies or the Cardinals. And, right. you know, Bryce Harper's out. He's going to be out for a while. Uh, I, I don't know what the Cardinals are going to do. Now, if, you know, if the Cardinals get Juan Soto, and the Padres don't then then you're going to start looking a lot more at Phillies games uh and games like yesterday where they had an 8 to 2 lead and almost blew it uh, and I think they won 8 to 7 so uh that's what it's going to come down to if they don't get Soto I'm still presuming they're going to get somebody else um you know hopefully it's not Adam Frazier. uh 2.0 been down, yeah the Adam Frazier or Adam Frazier 2.0 been down that road you know, I'm, I'm sure they don't have all their irons in the Soto fire. At, you, uh,
0: you know, you mentioned the uh, no, they absolutely do not. And look, uh, again, like I mentioned in today's story, I don't know how this works. I, I'm uh, I was tempted to ask how it would work financially and, and in coming years. But whatever. They say that they can get more than Soto. All right. OK, well, we'll see uh, that just because <laughs> they agree with you, Jay, that getting Soto doesn't fix all of their problems. So, um Whatever you know, you said the Cardinals. That reminded me. You know, if if uh, Juan Soto had the power that Max Scherzer did with a no trade or a you know where he had to approve a trade, I bet you he'd be going to the Cardinals because yeah. to, to be able to finish, uh, be there as Albert Pujols finishes his career. I don't think anyone else would have a chance. You could you could see that the pot all this stuff about the Padres being the front runner. I don't know that it would matter in the end because his right. agent is Scott Boris and. Uh, I don't think that there's any doubt that last year Max Scherzer steered himself to, to Los Angeles.
1: Yeah, someone someone uh, tweeted back at Buster only yesterday after his his tweet about how the, you know, people were telling him that the Padres were perceived to be the front runners for Soto, and and somebody said why would Soto go to that team, uh, <laughs> and 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 Buster's response was as if he has a choice in the matter right. at this um, point. Right. At this right. point, he has no choice. So. And by the way, the uh,
0: front runner. We're um, seeing from like national guys, right? Like I don't nothing. have the wherewithal to tell you that because I I don't have national sources, um, and and, you know, or sources with very many other teams. But when you see this from national guys, the front runner, from my understanding, is it's based on how aggressively these teams are going after Soto. The 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 packages that they're offering are are very aggressive, and that's what makes the Padres uh, the front runner.
1: Well, part of it also tells me that the that other t- another team, like maybe the Nationals, is using the idea of yes. hey, the Padres are a front runner yes. to tell the other teams who all, who pretty much know the guys the Padres have to offer. Here's what the Padres are offering. What are you guys going to do for us?
0: Just so like moves- a reporter, and I I don't I mean look, we all get used in this business, and we all make mistakes, unfortunately. Um, but certainly, someone got used last year when yeah. it was that the Padres were close finalizing a deal for Max Scherzer. So, um, you know, because that was not ever the case uh, that they were finalizing it. Uh, yeah. Um, so uh, that was one of those rare cases where I knew right away when I called people after that tweet from that reporter, that they were telling me the truth that that was news to them <laughs> that, that uh-huh. they were final. I could tell <laughs> it wasn't like, cause I hate to do that too. I hate to be that that story I filed Jay. I hate that to be the one that, uh, you know, contradicts a report because it looks like I'm being a sore loser, but I knew that they were telling me the truth. So right. Um, right. I don't think that was ever close. And that's what I worry about. I think these expectations have been built so high that they're going to get Soto or, and that, and that really doesn't have anything to do with Preller or what the media has reported. It's, it's fans working themselves into a frenzy. Now, look, I do think I've been saying it all along. They're going to make themselves better. And I also think no matter what anybody's expectations that this is this ha- they have to get better. They they yeah. absolutely have to get better. Otherwise, we could be looking at the same kind of spiral that we did last year. I'm not excusing the players. I'm just saying that they've known since spring training that it was we're going to get better at the, at the trade deadline. So if they don't, I think it's a massive failure.
1: Right. Although I do think I I, I would I'd be a little less lenient toward the players in that in that respect because it's like, you know what, it's not it's not your job nope, to nope. worry about that. If you guys were better, you know, you wouldn't have to worry about all these additions. And and of course they're going to be better when, when Tatis comes back. Um yep. but you know the other issue that they have right now is is the bullpen. And as you mentioned Taylor Rogers is almost certainly not going to be the closer if you know the next time they have a lead. The question is, who is the closer, and is it To me, the obvious options right now are Luis Garcia and Adrian Morejon. Do you get a sense that it's? I guess you could throw Chris Matt in there, but I wouldn't think he would be a guy over those other two. Do you get a sense of which way Melvin is leaning, or might it depend on even who the guy who are, who's coming up for a particular team, or you know, if if the Twins are sending up Correa and Buxton, you know, is he more likely to go with the right-hander in that situation. I
0: absolutely think that's how it's going to go. Um because first off so so it could be Marahone right away and Garcia the next night because I don't believe unless it took Morahone it was, you know, one out and it took him two pitches. I don't believe that they're ready to throw him out there in the high leverage situation in back-to-back nights um, because it, it didn't seem they were before this. So just now because you need him doesn't mean you're putting a guy with Tommy John surgery, who's appeared in right. seven games since then um, out there. Plus Luis Garcia has been pitching. Well, I want to point out something um, again. It's not either or Luis Garcia has had something of a disappointing season far and away. He is the reliever, and this often happens with the eighth inning guy who has faced the heart of the opposing order more than anybody else. Taylor Rogers, just like Kirby Yates would when he was the closer, but when he was the eighth inning guy, he got the heart of the order. Uh, Brad Hand, when he was a, uh eighth inning guy, he got the heart. Of, it's just how it comes up a lot of times. Yeah. The closer doesn't. Luis Garcia has faced some really good hitters uh, this year, and he's that's, a really good pitcher.
1: That's one reason that I hate the closer. You know, which we've talked about before. And I and I know there's two sides of it. The other side is the mental part of the ninth inning. But sometimes it from the standpoint of watching the game uh, as someone who doesn't know anything, it's like, well, why don't you have your best pitcher pitch against their best hitters as opposed to trying to have your second best guy? It's like getting beat with your best, you know, without your best pitch uh, sort of thing. But that's another that's another issue for for another day. But, you know, Garcia's had some very good outings. He's also had some, you know, some rough outings. And when I say the bullpen is, hasn't, you know, blown a lead in a month, they have had games where the game was tied and yep. someone a, a couple times Garcia would, you know, give up the runs and they would lose the game. So, which is just um, this disappointing
0: almost. Yeah. I mean,
1: yeah. I mean, there's not, I, I, I guess I look at it this way. There's still not anyone on the roster that coming out when they come out, when the bullpen, you know, quote-unquote, the bullpen gate opens and somebody comes out of the bullpen, there's not a guy that's going to come out of right. there where you're going to go, okay, game's over. I, they just don't have anybody like that right now. And I hate Taylor to Rogers, do this. Rodgers was that guy early early on, but I think since, since then, uh, and it's not to say that there aren't six guys out there who could come in and retire the side in the ninth inning, but when you're watching the game, and, and I'll guarantee that the Padres players and staff have the same feeling you don't get that lockdown sense that you that you had here and that and that other teams have and even you know look I mean Josh Hader gives up leads Mariano Rivera Trevor Hoffman they all blew saves but you had a you had a better feeling when those guys were coming out obviously yeah
0: I mean obviously it's been and even even Heath Bell and
1: so that we don't compare him to Hall of Famers Heath Bell and Kirby Yates and and Houston Street I mean, guys like that, when they came out of the bullpen, you thought they were going to get the job done. Right now, you're more hopeful than confident.
0: And you can't have that. And that's why there will be a change, because, you know, they they believe strongly that he was the guy who'd done it and, and he was the guy who could do it. And look at our other options. And now they can no longer say he's the guy who gets it done. Um, so that's why there right. will be a change. Um, by the no way,
1: pitch him in yesterday, though,
0: or when By the said, way,
1: that's another story.
0: <sighs> the guy who really got hurt in all this was me. Um, no, actually, all you guys lost out too. There was a really good feature coming on Taylor Rogers. He was facing his former team. Uh, he was really excited about it. He didn't get a chance to say goodbye. He was confused about why he was traded. Um, you know, he was the major league saves leader tied with, uh, Josh Hader and, and, and just him and, and niebla and Melvin, uh, talking, it was going to be a really interesting, I'm sure no one would have liked it because it still, you know, would have been that he's a big jerk and can't close out games. Even if he had, right. even if Nomar Mazzara, who, by the way, took a terrible route on that ball, uh, but it was hit at hundred miles an hour plus and you know, whatever, Taylor Rogers did walk someone. I'm not taking it off of Taylor Rogers, yeah. but even if Mazzara had caught that ball and I'm not saying he could have, I'm just saying it was a bad route. Uh, Taylor Rogers has been struggling for too long to still be the closer. Um, I, I hate to do this because it doesn't mean the Padres will. But do you remember the 2019 Nationals and what their great weakness was, and how there was no way that they were ever going to make it far in the in the playoffs? Their bullpen couldn't close out anything, right? Right. And then in the playoffs they did. I'm not. Yeah. That, look, maybe they caught lightning in a bottle, but when we are watching a team day after day after day, like. Go get on Dodgers Twitter. No, I would never waste that on anyone. But go, go listen to talk shows in LA or or whatever. Go talk to a Dodger fan, and they are parsing things that are wrong with that team. It, they just it lost just
1: two be- out of three to the Nationals.
0: It just becomes too, you know, so big that and and so again, I'm not saying they don't need help in the bullpen or guys to pitch better or, or drew Pomerantz to eventually come back. Finally, maybe ever. Uh, and for Pierce Johnson to get back, they definitely do need those things, but it's just like, you know, it, it, I, I will give Manny Machado this. And by the way, he, he, he was so fed up that even Manny had to expand on play better baseball, his, his go-to <laughs> phrase, or it's a long season. It's right. an expletive long season. Uh, but I will give him that it is a long season. The Padres, as if this matters, losing two or three to the Tigers have a an easier schedule the uh, the rest of the year, um, but it doesn't start tonight. The Twins are a good team, man. Well, and it doesn't. And the we one got a good pitcher on the mound tonight. Maybe they have an easy schedule, but a
1: lot of those games are against a team like the Rockies that they haven't done very well against, and they have an awful lot of games left against the team hundred miles north of here, uh, that is yes. is pretty good as well. So uh, I don't think they can necessarily count on that. And yeah, the bullpen, I mean, look, that's why the best team very often doesn't win in the playoffs. And that's why we talk about how just get to the playoffs. The Braves had the worst record among the playoff teams last year and they won the world series. You don't have to be the best team going in to win. You just have to be the best team for a week uh, at a time. You have to be a a little bit better than the team you're playing and be the best team for a week at a time. And there's no reason if the Padres got into the playoffs, that you know, look, Luis Garcia and Taylor Rogers and Pomerantz and whoever else is pitching, then could all be lights out, and and the Padres get hot and and couple you know, couple guys like have a have a couple weeks like Cronenworth had in June, and you know you're you're running a parade down uh, down by the harbor, but all we can look at is what you know what they've done over the past month, two months, and at this point, it's it doesn't look like it's good enough. Um, but you know there's a weekend ahead for trades and if something doesn't happen by the time we talk again on monday hey what do you know there's still another like 30 hours before the trade deadline uh happens
0: then all right so but but if 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 by the next one the the second <laughs> one the one that we do before the dodgers, dodgers this is what your yeah. screen will look like i will not be here <laughs> I, I ain't showing up for work <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: hey. Well, this weekend um, we should we should mention the twins are here. It's a, a rare chance to uh, to to see them. They don't come around very often. Uh, a couple tremendous players. I'm looking forward to watching in Buxton and and Correa uh, arise. Uh, Luisa arise has had some has great numbers uh, for the year. The Twins' weakness has been pitching, but their two greats two best starters are happen to be pitching. Tonight and tomorrow, Joe Ryan, uh, who has an ERA under three, and Sonny Gray, who the Padres are some of the Padres are familiar with uh, from his time, especially with the Reds, has a three point five ERA. Goes against Joe Musgrove in a battle of former uh, NL Central right-handers tomorrow. That's a four fifteen game on Fox, and then Sunday, I don't think the Twins have named anyone, and Shaw Minaya will pitch for the. Uh, for the Padres. And then we can, uh, get ready. That's the normal one ten game. And then we can get ready for the rare five game series against the Rockies. we will have to find out the last time there was like a scheduled five game series, uh,
0: it's the, just uh, something
1: you don't see very often.
0: And so on August 2nd, Tuesday, the day of the trade deadline, the Padres have a yeah. double header. So that'll be fun. It'll be great. You'll be
1: able it'll be fun to watch guys get pulled off the field in the fifth inning. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, so, you know, somebody's getting hit for CJ Abrams is getting pinch hit for uh, because they made a deal at the last moment or something. But, you but know yeah, what the deadline, I think is, would be funny deadline if... is three o'clock Pacific time.
0: So hold on. So I guess is do the Angels go on a five-man uh, rotation? Like if Otani's pitching next, uh, well they wouldn't have a day game. He should have done it last night just yeah. for fun. When he came off, he should have started crying and hugging teammates and just <laughs> thrown, because then maybe Twitter would have exploded. That would have been unbelievable. It's,
1: that now that's one guy. It's really hard. I mean the Angels make so much money off of him. It's uh, it's it, I, I just can't see them trading. Uh, Otani at this point. Now I, we could we could get off here and look at Twitter, and he could be traded, but it just doesn't uh, it, it doesn't seem likely that Otani would be uh, would be dealt. But no let we me do think Soto will be. It's just a question of when.
0: I think this is uh, pretty funny. Maybe you guys won't think it's funny after tomorrow night, but Sonny Gray, you just mentioned a 3.5 uh, ERA, and I saw that he'd been struggling for a little bit. But guess who he got well against in his last start? The Tigers, six innings, <laughs> two hits, uh, I think it was one run. So then uh-huh. I did a little bit more. All of his really good starts, six or seven innings this year, Royals, A's, Tigers, Indians, teams that can't hit their way out of a paper bag.
1: Guardians, guardians.
0: Guardians, guardians. So here's Guess the Guess who else
1: can't hit? Guess who else Do you can't You know hit? who
0: the other team that's ranked around those teams <laughs> in OPS and home runs it's the Padres. like unfortunately for the Padres, they would be grouped in. like if Sonny Gray or, or, or and you know it's the analytics department and the team, they're very yeah. aware of it that Sonny Gray has yep. been far more successful against poor hitting teams. They're like, oh cool. Sonny Gray gets to come up against another poor hitting team tonight. That's <laughs> exactly I remar- mean like yeah, that's remarkable.
1: No, it is probably good if we sign off. We'll come back on Monday before game one of five against the Rockies. And uh, until then, everyone, uh, stay by your phones and hopefully enjoy the games and we'll
0: see what happens. Talk to you later.